What's up, guys? Welcome to Bulls 101. My name is Chris Amundsen. I'm here, as always, with my, my main man, Mr. Larry Goldman, on a Sunday evening. Sorry about the delay, guys. I know this is we, we didn't we didn't have our show last week, and uh, I was a little out of it yesterday, and it just couldn't get it done. So apologies for the delay, but I figured it would be better anyway to, to have one after the Lakers game tonight. We haven't had games for a little while having 10 guys out in COVID protocol. So, um, yeah, we're back. We're ready to talk some ball. Laro, my man, how you doing? How have you been? I feel like it's been forever since I even talked to you about basketball. <laughs> Weird feeling. Man, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing good, man. Uh, been coaching uh, my basketball team and, and working. So, um, and obviously still watching some Bulls. And uh, they've been off for a little bit. So, tonight was actually – you know, really great to see them back in action again. Um, but yeah, it's been fun, man. It's been fun. Um, and I'm, I'm ready to start talking some ball again with you, man. Like you said, it's been too long, man. It's been too long. Well, the COVID situation hasn't really improved, to be honest, since we last yeah. talked. Uh, obviously, 10 Bulls ended up going into protocols. Stanley Johnson, who was signed on a 10-day, showed up to the team and immediately got put in protocols. And, ha- and his 10 days is going to be up, I think, without ever having touched basketball for the Bulls. So really sad. Uh, Alphonse McKinney is still here. He's he's played two games now. Two games? Yeah. Yeah, I think he played against the Heat and then this game. So uh, he's had some moments. Um, We got Kobe, Javante back, DeMar back. And we'll get into DeMar because, as the title of the episode says, he's just been the marvelous DeRozan this whole season and this game especially at 38 points. And it just came up clutch all fourth quarter, as per usual. So uh, the Bulls beat the Lakers. I think it was 115-110 was the final score and are now 18-10 and 10 on the season. And to be honest, I think they'd probably be 20-8 and eight if they were healthy those last two games because the games versus the Cavs and the Heat, they just had nobody and, and got blown out both games. So, um, yeah, what did, what did you think about – well, now that the whole league is kind of going through it right now, I mean, a lot of teams, we just had three more games get canceled for today and then a couple more for, I think, Monday and Tuesday. League's trying to avoid shutdowns, but I don't know what else they can do. I know there was some rumor going around that they were thinking about having guys, like basically treating treating the COVID, treating COVID, a, a COVID positive test as like the flu, where... Mm-hmm. If you were asymptomatic, you yeah. could play. And if you had, you know, COVID-like symptoms, you wouldn't play. But obviously, yeah, we haven't heard anything since then. But what have you thought about the whole situation going down with COVID and, and especially with the Christmas season coming up and those those big money-making Christmas games are coming up? Um, well, it, it's tough, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you don't want to see these guys go down with um, COVID you know, test positive for it. Um, you know, one, it's, I mean, especially for, you know, the Bulls, like I believe all of the team, if, most of the team, not if not all of the team is vaccinated. So it's it's tough, you know what I mean? And and, and if you go league-wide, like I said, you don't want to see anybody, you know, test positive. You, you would like to see these guys stay healthy, stay on the court, play the game they love to play, that they're getting paid for, um, and not, you know, get any, um, have any problems with that. But at the same time, too, uh, I shouldn't say at the same time, but sometimes when I think about it, um, like it's like, man, the Bulls are 
a, a good team and they're playing the some of the best ball they've played in a long time. And it's like, of course, the breakout happens this season, you know? <laughs> um, it, it, it just, but then I think sometimes I'm like, am I selfish for thinking that way? Um, but it's like, I, I have the same you know, thought. So first, if, if you're selfish, I'm right in the same boat with you. I was like, come on now. Like the Bulls <laughs> had this terrible schedule. They, they played all these playoff teams in a row. And then right as they get into like the cruising part of their December schedule, like, Hey, they've got like, three games in the next 10 days. It's really nice. Like they can regroup, get healthier, play some easier teams. And then it's like, and half your team's gone. And like more than half your team, like 10, 10 guys were COVID protocols at the same time. What's well, wild stuff, wild stuff. Uh, and Derek Owens is right here in the comments. Adam Silver is going to make it, make those Christmas games happen. Even if he's got to have G leagues, Hey, the G leagues going through it too. Our, our podcast Palooza got canceled yeah. um, and, and rescheduled to February because um the the windy city bulls couldn't couldn't even play couldn't put enough players on the court to have a game so it ain't it ain't just the bulls um yeah and then hey king pookie king pookie nation alvarez bought a DeRozan jersey with the patch i'm thinking man i i got so many jerseys to get this year <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a jersey guy but i gotta man i gotta get some jerseys uh, but have you have you got any jerseys this this year? Or you got anything on your Christmas list for it? I have not gotten any jerseys. Um, I I kind of here's the deal, man. Like I don't think I look good in in, in basketball jerseys like anymore. You know, so it's like <laughs> I kind of stay away from them. I do the jersey thing or 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 get a jacket, a hoodie, hat. You know, but jerseys I, I don't think I look good anymore with them on. So I'm like, you know, I kind of leave them alone now. See. I feel that way. Me and hats don't get along. I, I don't, I don't, for some reason, hats just don't fit me, fit me the right way or fit my head. It just look really weird every time I wear a hat. And I don't know if anyone else thinks that about me wearing hats, but when am I, when I'm wearing a hat, I'm like self-conscious about it. I'm like, I look like a doofus right now. So I, I feel you, but I, I think, I think, uh, I don't really wear the jerseys that much. Just kind of like have them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, man. Um, let's let's talk about. I mean, I don't think we talked since we since we had the games against the Heat and the Cavs. But is, was there anything you wanted to talk about from those games? I just thought they were kind of throwaways for the yeah. most part, uh, as far as really evaluating what we wanted to see from the Bulls. Other than, you know, I, I thought the defense obviously was was poor, and the reason why is because you got these new guys in that, you know the Bulls rely so much on helping the helper and being yeah. on a string defensively, especially with their perimeter guys and their backside rotations. And there just wasn't a whole lot of that, um, you know, with, with, with brand new guys in, or you got, you know, TBJ playing 40 minutes, McKinney playing 40 minutes off, you know, just guys are not usually here playing big, big minutes, uh, you know, and obviously Crusoe being out with the hamstring didn't help, yeah. but any, you wanted to take out of those games or should we just uh, talk about, this Lakers game. Um, I think I, I I truly believe uh that if well the Cleveland game is tough because the the, the you know Evan Mobley and uh Jared Allen have really just been unreal and then obviously yeah. Darius Garland has has really taken a step you know um so the Cleveland game yeah that's kind of a the heat game I kind of felt like Vooch, I feel like Vooch uh, tonight was kind of like for me a step in the right direction. 
um, because he just looked a lot more confident taking his shots. Uh, there wasn't mm-hmm. any hesitation. Like when he was going to shoot it, it was going up. Didn't matter. Um, so I, I, I saw, I, I like what I saw from, um, from tonight with his shot, but the Miami heat game, I just thought that was a little bit of like Vooch just being in a slump. And if he, if, if, if he was like in his, his usual self, I feel like there, we could have won that game. The bulls could have pulled yeah. that game out. Um, so I think it also, those games kind of showed like, you know, DeMar is a big piece of this team, huge piece of this team. And, you know, Vooch needs to be, you know, the second best player if DeMar's not going to be there. And if he's not, then we're just going to have a tough time without DeMar. Um, So tonight was kind of, like I said, a a step in the right direction. Uh, Vooch looked like himself tonight. Like he he doesn't have to, you know, give you 30 and 13 rebounds every every single night. Like it'd be nice if that happens every now and then. But like like tonight, 19, 13, 13 rebounds. uh, I feel like he had a bunch of hockey assists tonight. Um, being able to uh, draw draw uh, help and and being able to, to shoot the ball out and get that ball popping around the perimeter and making the team uh, you know offensively better like that that's what he has to do that's all he has to do um, yeah and yeah man I, I'm I'm totally fine with the type of game he had tonight. Well, let, let's talk about this because after the Miami game, especially he he got a lot of flack on Twitter mm-hmm. and a lot of people were were trying to rehash the whole the whole trade. Uh, mm. that brought him here and whether it was worth it. And I know you and I were both on board with the trade in theory, or at least in like, um, I, I always said, if you're going to trade Wendell Carter, who I thought was a good player, he wasn't, he was not a superstar. He may never be an all-star, but he was a very solid player who was only 22 and had some injuries. So I, I thought, you know, there's no reason to move him unless you're going to get a long-term up- upgrade or a significant upgrade to that position, you know, that's going to help take the bull somewhere in the near future when Zach's in his prime. Yeah. Thus, the Vooch trade made sense in that in, in that context because he was a big upgrade at the position offensively and, you know, an all-star, been all-star for two seasons. And, you know, what we were giving up was, was Carter and then, two first round picks, which if we met our goals, wouldn't be super high, right? I mean, they, they wouldn't be lottery picks. Obviously the first one ended up being the lottery pick and, and Franz Wagner was was selected and mm-hmm. he's having a great, great rookie campaign. Looks yeah. really, really nice out there. And so I think, and Wendell's having a great season so far. Um, and it's, you know, I mentioned on Twitter the other day, it's, he isn't the only good defender on the floor finally, which right. he was whenever he played with the Bulls. And he actually has people setting him up um on offense a little bit more and he's taking more threes with confidence which he started doing last year he shot 36 percent last year but i just wanted to see if you had changed your mind on the trade i I thought the trade made sense at the time the cost was high but i I thought it was still like not outrageous and it made sense with the context of the timeline now there was always the chance that it wasn't going to work out and mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the risk you take with those kinds of moves. Yeah. And if it didn't work out and we weren't, you know, a, a very, very competitive playoff team the next two years, it probably wasn't worth the assets it took to get Vooch. Yeah. But I think the, where we are right now and what Vooch can provide to this team this year and next year, I still think is more valuable than what Carter and those picks could provide the next two years. Even if I could tell you, 
so far this season, you know, Wendell and and, and uh, Wagner have obviously had better seasons than Vooch up to this point. I still think Vooch has uh, a lot higher of a gear he can get to to help us we get where we want to go in the playoffs. But what what say you on that? Yeah, no, I, I, um, I was so it was two things for me with the trade, right? When it happened, I thought that one, it was good for Wendell. Um, I know he was hurt that he got traded because obviously he wanted it to work out here. Yeah. But I thought it was good for him because I think he needed a change of scenery. I think he needed to really get away from, you know, fans calling him soft and, you know, just it was just a lot going on. It's just here, trash, man. Can't, fans got to stop doing that stuff. Um, I've already gone. And, you know, and, pl- about and, that one. And, and players hear that, you know, as much as they say, you know, I'm not on, I'm not listening to that. And they hear it. You know, they, 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 they hear it. They see it on Instagram. They see it on Twitter. Um, and after a while, like, you know, it can get to you. And I just kind of felt like it was a good time for him to get away. Um, I thought that it ended up being a great situation because you get a great players coach and, and coach Mosley. Um, you got, you know, you know, Jalen Suggs, who started out the season pretty bad um, this, you know, this season, which because, again, like, I don't think he's going to be a lead guard. I think he's more of like a Lonzo Ball type role guy where he's an off ball um, player, connector can knock down the three, things like that. He can still pass the ball. He's a smart passer. But in terms of breaking down the defense off the dribble, yeah. it seems like that's just not going to be his deal. Um, but so when they get Markel back, who who can do that, I think it'll make it even better for him. Um, hey, now you can front. Oh, yeah. Cole, man. <laughs> Cole's been that playing out of his mind. So, again, like, I feel like this is a perfect situation for him. Um, wow, Miami. In Orlando. Uh, because like you got guys kind of like in the same mold as him. You got you got young guys. You got a guy in Markel who's trying to prove himself. You got a guy in uh, Franz who's playing out of his mind and young. Wendell's still young, and I just kind of feel like this. It's a good group for him to be uh, be with, where they can kind of grow together and not have the expectations of playoff. You know, um, playoffs right now. You know, if he were to stay here with Zach here, there's a lot of pressure. Like you know, he would have to play well in order for Zach to want to stay and. It's just a yeah. bunch of a bunch of stuff that he would have had to deal with. And then also secondly, like, yeah, like regular season Vooch is a is a big deal. Uh, because obviously, you know, he when he's on, he's 2010 all day. Um, but in the playoffs, I kind of feel like he's the right type of big you want in the playoffs, where inside out, um, you could throw dip dip, you know, you could dump the ball to him in the post. He's gonna demand a double team. If you don't, most likely when he's on, it's gonna be a basket. Um, he makes the right play, Mike, right pass out of the out of the post. Um, he can make the mid range jump shot. You can make the three point shot. So like he's more of a threat. And even if you look at the games that he's had bad shooting, um, you know, bad shooting games, teams still send help, you know, in the post Teams still yeah. show him attention when he's wide open. And the, I think when you want to get worried is when teams stop doing that. You know, that's yeah. when you want to get worried. But as long as teams are still like worrying about his shot. Then you know is eventually you just you know it's gonna come you know, um, and like tonight, like tonight, man, like nineteen thirteen, that's that's fine, you know. Um, yeah. So for me, Vooch, I feel like this is a good situation, um, playoff wise, um, and with you know with Zach, man, like that's the biggest thing. I think people lose sight of that. Like that, it was all about like making the move to prove to Zach, like yo, we want to win. And we're gonna make moves to show you that we want to win, um, and uh, I think it's working, man. And it led to Demar coming too. So I mean, I, I feel like the trade worked out, man. I couldn't agree more. 
um, it, it's it's worked out. It's still been worth it, I think, at this point. And I don't know. I'm not I'm not like a kick it guy when he's down kind of person. I mm-hmm. just like I'm not going to judge Vooch on on what's clearly been a shooting slump. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, he teams are still playing him same way they've always played him. He's still playing the same way he's always played. I mean, he's obviously had to make some adjustments offensively to make room for Demar. Um, but he's still getting, I mean, I think he's getting easier shots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Billy mentioned he might not be catching them in the same rhythm as before. And that's been something that Billy's tried to make sure that they they're doing is, is making sure, you know, it's it, the, the rhythm and the confidence is a big thing when you're a shooter. And mm-hmm. um, so we'll see what happens, but uh, glad to see he had a good game tonight. And I hope that continues because we need him. We need him to be there. Uh, I just wanted to mention real quick. Currently, the top four teams in the Eastern Conference are the Nets, the Bulls, the Cavaliers, and the Bucks. So three of the Central Division are in the top four. They all have home mm. court advantage right now. And the Cavs, um, Cavs are looking real strong. I know we we got blown out by them. As you mentioned, Mobley's having an incredible defensive season. He's, he's everywhere. Jared <laughs> Allen has had an all-star caliber season. Darius Garland's had an all-star caliber season. Um, Lowry at the three is working for them because of the the defensive prowess and, and versatility of their two other bigs. It's it's working well because guess what? They're playing Lowry like a shooting guard, uh, a small forward, like we've always said he, he plays like. And it's working out because the size helps um, just make it difficult for people to get in the paint and, um, and take shots from there. So it's been really fun to kind of watch the Cavs. Yeah, no, uh, they the, really turned around. <laughs> yeah, man, like the Cavs have definitely as much as you know. I remember in in, in the summer, Kobe Altman was getting it, man. Like he was, yep. he was really getting it. And the dude is just—I mean, he's looked like a genius, man. This team has looked damn good. You know, Isaac Okoro yeah. being that perimeter defender he is. You know, you got to deal with Isaac Okoro, point of attack. Then you got to, you know. Then you got to deal with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. You know, it's just like, yeah, it, that's a fun team right now, man. I, I never thought that I would want to watch a Cavaliers game, and now I find myself watching Cavaliers games. I'm, I'm just, they're wow. a good team. Yeah, yeah, they're just, they're just straight up a good team, and I think they are the biggest surprise of of the entire season for me. Like I, I thought the Bulls would be good. And I thought they'd surprise a lot of people, and they have, and they mm-hmm. have. Uh, but I never thought the Cavaliers had a chance to even make the plan. And not only have they, not only are they making the plan so far that they're have, they have home court advantage right now in, in the East and they've got the best point differential in the, in the East right now. So they've been good and, and, and sections out for the entire year. So I don't know. I mean, maybe they can trade that contract for something else and add a little more scoring punch off the bench and they could, it could be, they're going to be a real problem. So yeah, uh, exciting time for the Eastern conference which has been a bloodbath so far all year and um yeah it's it's been it's been a crazy year so far and the bulls you know they they've had their share of hilarity but they've they've been doing really well so let's talk about this game tonight against the lakers because it was back and forth there was (laughs) i know we talked before we started the broadcast about the lakers defensive scheme and their their plan coming into tonight and, and how it works. So I want to see, you know, if you could describe what you thought Fisdale did well with uh, with the Lakers, you know, plan to, to kind of keep us contained or, or you know, with, with our help defense. 
So <clears throat> with uh, with the Lakers in that game, I, I just kind of felt like it, they began the game kind of like straight up. Um, but after a while, uh, because I, Demar at the beginning of the game wasn't hitting his shots like that. He was he was just getting to the free throw line. You know, he, he was doing a really good job of drawing fouls, getting to the free throw line. Uh, I mean, at the end of the first half, I believe he had eight free throw attempts already. Um, he ended the game with 17 attempts, made 16 of them. So, I mean, the guy, man. But um, after a while, they, they kind of started to show two to DeMar and just, you know, the ball was dumped. He would dump the ball to, to Vooch, and Vooch would make the right decision. Either he would take his little, you know, quick little floater or he would shoot it out, and the Bulls are doing a good job of moving the ball and, and, and attacking closeouts. Um, I just kind of felt like at the beginning of the game, guys were missing shots. Um, Lonzo, I believe, started out 0-3 from um, three, and then he kind of got hot a little bit. Um, but like for the most part, I felt like guys were missing some shots. Um, second half, I felt like um, the Lakers, the Lakers just kind of fought and, and clawed the whole game. But I felt like they just did a good job of uh, fighting, fighting, fighting. And then in the third quarter, LeBron kind of tried to imprint his, in, you know, in, put his imprint on the game. And you know, it just it wasn't the same old LeBron deal. You know, I mean, he's not this. I, I don't want to be that guy, but he, he he just doesn't have that same umph to his game anymore. So like the Bulls were able to kind of stick around, stick around. Um, and I thought the Lakers did a good job of, um, you know, running different types of sets where, you know, they'll run a horn set. Um, and a lot of teams like to roll right into like a, like Chicago action, dribble handoff, pin down in a dribble action, uh, dribble handoff action. Um, but what they were doing was, is like, you know, just kind of emptying the side out to where, you know, if they do a dribble handoff, like the guy that's rolling doesn't have to worry about help coming from anywhere. Um, and if the help does come, it has to come from the, you know, he can see where the help is coming from. So it's like they were just doing a really good job of like moving who, who would be the low man and help kind of out of the way so they can run kind of like two man game and um, dump it off to guys for easy layups or, you know, close to easy layups. So I, I just thought Fizdale was doing a good job of kind of, you know, moving the help out of the way. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. Well, because the Bulls rely on on their help, especially mm -hmm. you know their their guys down on the weak side, uh, the low man. They, they rely on that a lot because of the kind of the how aggressive they play Vooch in the scheme. They kind of play yeah. him a little bit higher up yep. in in the drop coverage, and they've got the guys sagging in on either side, ready to help. Um, you know, and that's that's basically been our kind of makeshift rim protection throughout the year is having guys like Javante and um, Derek Jones coming in from weak side to yeah. <laughs> try and pin it against the, against the glass when, when someone gets in the paint. So, you know, you were mentioned Fisdale was able to kind of put those guys in action. So they weren't available to help yeah. as easily. And, and that would, that would, that kind of helped the, the Lakers and they've got a guy with like Russ, obviously who can still get downhill yes. pretty quickly and get to yes. the basket. And so that combination allowed the Lakers to, you know, penetrate into the paint and kick out for shots. Carmelo Anthony obviously is having a good, good season, you know, just doing what Carmelo Anthony does and shooting. He had back-to-back -back threes in the fourth that looked like it, it was going to, you know, the Bulls were kind of pulling ahead a little bit. I think it was like yeah. 98, 93 or something like that. And the, and then the, uh, the Lakers hit those back-to-back -back threes and were, were up and it was looking pretty dire for a minute there. And yeah. then, you know, DeMar came through. So I know you had some clips. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole game. Unfortunately, I, I kind of in and out with family stuff. 
Um, but I know you had some clips you wanted to show throughout this game of, of little things that you saw. So um, let me know when you're ready and we'll, we'll bring up a clip and, uh, and, and break down some of these plays. Yeah, so uh, like I was telling you before the game, um, where I usually go to get my clips, they didn't have it fully uploaded, the full game. So I was able to get uh, uh, maybe six six of them. So um, I'm ready whenever you are. Um, As can... you know, every, uh, those six clips will last us two hours somehow. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're we right mil- about we that. Mil- we milk them clips, baby. So. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Let's 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 dive right in. It's been too long. I'm I'm just I can't wait to see some film here. So um pull it up and, and I'll get on the screen. Let's see. So the first one I kind of wanted to talk about uh Tony a little bit. Um mostly because I just kind of feel like if if he wants to really be a a big part of uh of, of this bench. Um, he has to be, he has to be consistent. He has, he has to be relied upon to, to make baskets, uh, when he, when he's around the basket and I, 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 this, this play kind of popped out to me, um, because I just kind of felt like, uh, he's got to make his attempt. Like the first half Lonzo was doing a really good job of making the right read consistently making the right read when he got in there. And right here, he attacks Carmelo off the dribble and Russ comes to give, give help. Right. So he kind of just lobs it over the top to, to, to Tony. And so Tony's got to convert these, right? Like for me, like I never thought like coming in, I, I, uh, there were a couple opinions about, you know, Tony being an athletic, you know, kind of go get it guy. And I never got that from him. Um, I thought he was strong. I thought he, you know, got up. Um, I just thought he was like a strong, big, that can dunk it, but he's not like some high flying big. So yeah, he's not he's not balanced, he's not catching lobs very often. Yeah. So it's like guy. in this play, I would rather him catch it with two, come down, and then just explode back up and finish. But with this play here, he kind of tries to tip it in on uh, on the lob, and he has to finish this. Like it, it because what it does is if he doesn't finish that, I mean, like the Lakers got on the break. You know, yeah. you 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 have to finish your layups. And if like I said, if Tony wants to be a big part of this bench, he has to finish these types of plays here. Um, and so that that was a play that stuck out to me because it'd be nice if Tony could play big time minutes at the five, um, so Vooch can have some more time on the bench and rest. But if he can't finish these types of plays, um, I don't I don't know how you can play him as much. Yeah, I agree with you. Um... Let me sorry. Let me add it again. Can you can you full screen it when you get a chance here? Uh, there we go. Just I mean, it adds like a little bit, but I wonder. Yeah, actually, Lonzo. I got to say, Lonzo at the start of the year would get into the paint and just try and take that little pull up. Yep. Uh, like at the nail, he'd do this little pull up jumper. Um, he wasn't he's he's never been super great at getting to the rim and finishing but mm-hmm. that that play was nice because he just he splits the double right there and draws three four guys you know you see i think number four who's number four on this rondo rondo okay sorry i can, I can barely see him but, uh, even draws rondo a little bit which gives tony bradley that that chance for for a dunk and 
If that was Derek Jones, that would have been a dunk. Yeah. Uh, you see Derek Jones on the wing there. But yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the downside of 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 Tony Bradley versus you know a guy like I don't know, if you had like a guy like Thomas Bryant or someone who can shoot a little bit. Yeah. Or for example, what I've been saying is get a guy like a Larry Nance or a Harrison mm-hmm. Barnes a a four that can play five and and also can pop out. It gives your offense a little bit more spacing, a little bit more op- optionality to to finish those plays because then you give a guy like Derek Jones Jr. the chance to be that leaper yeah. and finish that play. So, but you got both of them on the floor. It's a little bit tougher to yeah. uh, to kind of find that uh, it, to find those opportunities. And then, and that's a great point you brought up. Like when you have DJJ on the floor and and TBJ, uh, big TBJ, um, like you have to finish those now because teams are not like Derek has hit some threes this season. Yeah. But like teams are going to allow him to be open, so the paint's going to be kind of shrunk. So like when he has that opportunity where all he has to worry about is Rondo from the back here, uh, I would just you got to finish those. You just you yep. just have to. So yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and it's like you're talking about with Vooch, whether or not he's making shots, defenses are guarding him as if he's a very good shooter. And mm-hmm. as long as that continues, that's a good sign. It's when it's when they get comfortable just sagging off him that that becomes the real problem with your offense because it it removes the space that that lack of gravity hurts the the rest of your offense's ability to cut and screen and and find those open spaces so like with Derek jones he can make that shot uh you know okay he's he's been shooting okay this year but teams don't respect him teams are gonna uh, let him take that shot all day and so that's where you have to you know, find those combinations as a coach to maximize what DJ can do on the floor. And what DJ can do on the floor really, really well on offense is kind of be a center, yeah. right? He kind of play that center role, um, play in the dunker spot, get those back cuts for lobs, for dunks. That's where he's good. At, and that both of those things require space. And if yeah. you don't have that space, it makes his job a lot harder. It removes those opportunities for, for him to do that. And so, if you're going to play both of them on the floor with a guy like Tony, uh, he, he's got to finish that. So I know, yeah. Anyways, we're, we're, we're spending, I'm spending too much time explaining it, but it is, you know, a concept that's important. Um, and I, I don't want to do Tony too bad. So like I, this is like, and it just goes, you know, opposite of last, the last play of the show. And like, he just has to be more consistent with this here. So uh, they just, you know, it's not none too extravagant of a, a sideline out of bounds play. Uh, they just get it into Demar and then a step up ball screen from from TBJ. And they, I thought they did a good job of attacking Melo when he was a small ball five. Um, they probably mm-hmm. could have did it more, um, but um, Demar does a good job getting the ball to TBJ. And I mean, Lamar, <laughs> LeBron's not going to worry about DJJ over here. He's still a smart defender. Um, he's he's that that's not going to leave. His meant to, his his brain is still processing the way it needs to be, and and he's not going to worry about DJJ over here. Um, so he's there for the help, and I thought TBJ just did a good job of finishing through contact. Um, and 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 that's a tougher layup than the last one. So it's like, yeah, it's like you know, it just he just has to find that like consistency around the basket. Yeah. You calling him TBJ is throwing me for a loop, though. We gotta. Oh my! We, we gotta find. We gotta find something else. It's just gotta be Tony or something. I don't know. 
<laughs> you can't have two guys on the team called TBJ. It's just it's 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 not gonna work for me. I'm too simple minded for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Tony, Tony just has to you know just find some more consistency consistency around the basket, especially you know I mean he's pro- he's out there. He's probably the biggest guy besides LeBron on the floor. So like he he's he's just gotta uh, do this more when he's on the floor. Be have that pressure, have that, that um, he has to, the reason why he has to be consistent is if he's going to be on the, on the floor with these guys here on uh, th- that lineup, he has to be relied upon when he has an opportunity to score in in the paint, he has to do it, you know, because those are the higher percentage shots. So he just has to put those in. Yeah. As simple as that. I mean, and one of the weaknesses of this team is a lack of shooting off the bench. Yeah. And, you know, then, and now that we've got guys out with COVID protocols like Zach, I mean, this, this would be easier. These kind of lineups wouldn't happen as much um, with Zach on the floor. But without him, I mean, it, that, that weakness is, is amplified a little bit. So something to think about as we go through the season and up to the trade deadline of, of ways we can try and try and find some more spacing. Uh, Matt Thomas hasn't really done anything to that effect. And, um, you know, Troy Brown, Troy Brown Jr. has done, I think he's done fairly good in his minutes for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not super respected as a shooter either. So well, interesting wrinkle that, uh, you know, I know AK is going to be looking at this film and, and trying to figure out what he can do to to make yeah. his team better. So let's, let's talk about Kobe then. I know you got a, a Kobe clip. He had... A rough, another rough night of shooting, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say. Um, let me see what his final actually. Two for seven, I think. Two for seven, is that what it is? Uh, he had two for seven, oh, four from three, five points, two assists, one rebound in 24 minutes, which that's that's a tough night. He had a really nice dunk in transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than yeah. that, it's, his shot is still is kind of, is definitely been hit and miss. And that's something that I know we talked about when he came back. Mm-hmm. I said, we should expect, we should expect his shot to be very, very inconsistent on a night to night basis. And it has yeah. been uh, because yeah. he, he didn't play basketball for six months and he came yeah. off a shoulder injury. So the, um, it's funny <laughs> that dunk. Uh, I, I think that's just, that's what happens when you know, LeBron's right behind you, you know, <laughs> like you either go up strong or he's gonna beat it off the glass. So yep. you, and uh, Kobe chose to go strong. So I respect to that brother. Um, but so with this clip, it, it's a it's a you know when people see this clip and they're like, okay, but like for me, this clip shows like Kobe starting to see the whole floor. Um, and if he can, he's not gonna be a lead ball handler on this team. I mean, there's you know there's Zach, there's Demar, there's there's Lonzo, so he's probably hierarchy. He's probably maybe the fourth, you know, guy that's gonna handle the ball when he's on the floor, you know, with um, all those guys. But um, when he does have the ball, maybe he's on the second side action. Like a lot of times, teams may, if he's on the floor with Boot, they may overload the side that he's on. Um, and you, you got to be able to see the whole floor. Uh, maybe there's a skip pass there. Maybe you got to be able to read the low man. You got to be able to read the defense and see where that next pass can be. And I thought this this play here from Kobe just kind of shows a little bit of, a little bit of growth in, in him seeing the floor. Um, and I thought he, yeah, there was another pass he made later in the game. I couldn't get to, there's another pass he he made uh driving baseline. He threw a, he just threw a beautiful pass 
um, to the opposite side of the floor and he just got the Lakers in rotation. And, you know, that doesn't happen without that pass. And I, just those little things from Kobe, like, yeah, if your shooting's not going to be there, what else can you bring to the floor? You know, and if he can be somebody that, that yeah, maybe the shooting's not going, um, if he can be somebody that can that can hit make the right read and get these teams in rotation um, and helping his teammates get better shots, like that's also a way to stay on the floor too. Yep. Um, so this, this pass here, you got Kobe in a uh, pick and roll situation with Tony Bradley. Uh, Rondo's guarding him. Um, Mello again at small ball five. Um, Rondo goes over. They're kind of pushing him. They're icing him. They were icing the whole game. I mean, <laughs> Mello was yelling it loud, loud. <laughs> ice, ice, ice. Um, <laughs> but Mello's in uh, in a drop, uh, kind of pushing him towards the baseline here. And what I want uh, viewers to that are in here that are looking, just, just watch what Trevor Rees is doing here. And that's what, like, I felt like earlier, early years, Kobe would only be looking at Tony in, in Mello. He wouldn't be looking at the backside at all. At all, He would just make that pass every single time. Um, and what Kobe does, he looks at the low man. And because Tony Bradley rolls hard, you know, Trevor's got to step over and show a little bit. And Kobe does a really good job. Live dribble. Live dribble. That's even more tough. Uh, gets it over there and just able to get him in, in you know, uh, get it over to the other side of the floor to give DeMar an opportunity. Um, it ends up getting back to him. But the whole point of that is, is just, again, like just looking at the pass from Kobe, um, if, you know, if DeMar wanted to be a little bit more aggressive, get to a spot until pull up, you know, that, that's stuff that, I mean, again, like you're, you're, you're creating a closeout, you know, and that, that's what Kobe did with that pass. He created a closeout. DeMar's able to attack it, but Melo honestly does a good job of, of showing. Uh, but that's not all. That's not really what I was talking about. It's more so about Kobe making that read. Yeah. Um, and I, if he can consistently do that, man, I mean, that's a good that's a good thing for him going forward. Yeah, we've seen that. We've seen that progression with him uh, last year to this year, and it's nice to see him kind of continue to, to be able to make that kind of read. As you mentioned, the live dribble all the way to the corner at skip passes, that's tough. And, and Ariza was actually in a pretty decent spot. Like, he wasn't out of position. He wasn't caught ball watch or anything he right. was he was where he needed to be and kobe was still or yeah kobe was still able to make that pass in tomorrow over in, in the in the weak side corner we've seen that with zach even this year i know we talked about that before zach yeah mm -hmm. whenever he does pick and roll with vooch he, he, in the beginning of the year he passed to vooch every single time you knew exactly where that ball was going if he was going to pass he was passing to vooch and we've seen zach start to have a little bit of growth making some skip passes making you know making some other reads on the floor and you know the more you can keep a defense uh unsure of what your next action is going to be you know the, the better your offense is going to be that's why guys like luca and and trey and chris paul and mel lamello ball and those guys that, that are such high i don't know that the they just process those opportunities at such a high level mm -hmm. and in real time that it makes it really difficult to defend because they're they're looking for any wrinkle in, in the defense, and they see the wrinkle and they take advantage of it. That's why I think uh, Lonzo is such a great connective piece on on uh, on the offensive end because he sees those things kind of as as they're coming up and and he finds those angles. Yep, that's a rare gift I think and talent that most people in the NBA don't have. Even even most ball handlers don't have. Uh, and you got. Guys like Zach, who isn't naturally talented at that, who has grown as a passer. Same with Demar, right? 
and they have learned to make those reads, but it's not instinctual. Yeah. And so it's easier to defend when it's not instinctual. Um, and it's much harder to defend guys like Luca and Trey and LaMelo and those guys that, that can make kind of those just, I don't know. It's they're, they're, they're a step ahead. So it's yeah. nice to see Kobe continue to grow that way because if he wants to continue um, to be a point guard or have kind of that be in his bag, he's got to expand what he can consistently do in a pick and roll situation as a ball handler. No, you're totally right, man. Um, you know, nobody, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, and I'm not saying that you're saying this, but I'm not saying that, that Kobe is going to turn into some type of savant uh, as a passer. I'm just saying that uh, if he's going to have the ball in his hands and if he's, if a shot's not going to fall, like what else can he bring to the floor? You know, there are other ways to affect the game, you know, and like I said, if he can, if he can be a, a person that can make the right read um, most of the time um, that, that, that can help, you know, as a passer. So um, this next clip, I kind of wanted to talk about the defense a bit. And um, I yeah. think you, you said it, um, you said it like earlier in uh, just a couple minutes ago is that the way this defense works, you know, you know, with Vooch being a little bit higher in the drop at the level of the screen, maybe a little bit below it. Um, like that, that just calls for a lot more rotation, uh, maybe some stunting, um, at ball handlers, you know, and, and that's just, that's just what this defense calls for now. And so I thought this was a really good example of that. Um, so you got Rondo, well, I'm sorry, uh, Isaiah Thomas bringing the ball up. Um, it's nice to see him back in the league, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it is, man. Good to see that man back. Give him yeah. a chance. Um, Lonzo's guarding the ball. You got Melo, small ball five again, coming up to set the step-up ball screen. Um, and the Bulls, uh, again, so you have a Vooch basically at the level of the screen. Lonzo fighting over the screen. So when you have that situation, um, that calls for Caruso and Javante, um, even DeMar, depending on how they talk about playing um, this offense in, in the huddle before the game and practice when they prepare, depending on how they want to do that, you know, all three of these guys have a have – a, a role. So um, in this particular play, um, you know, Caruso, you know, Caruso is going to be the guy that, that you see um, Vooch shows Isaiah does a really good job of just kind of getting that ball to mellow. And I mean, Caruso, man, I, I love watching this dude on defense. Like there's no misstep with him. As soon as that ball is thrown, boom, he's already there. And he does a good job because like in the NBA, you don't want to, you don't want to leave the strong corner and especially Wayne Ellington. You only Wayne yeah. Ellington. He's he's a sniper. So what what Caruso does a really good job of is not coming over all the way, but stunting at the ball handler. And what does that do? You know, just the stunt makes Melo pick up the ball, and that just yep. kills all momentum of this offensive possession for the Lakers. And you know, Lonzo gets back and is able to get a hand up on Isaiah's shot, rebound, going the other way. Um, very simple defensive uh play here but it just gets the point across of what they want to do defensively um they want to have vooch more higher uh higher in the in the drop um last season he'd probably be somewhere in the restricted area maybe a little bit higher than that um super deep drop but now they have more of the top of the screen and having more responsibility being on the backside defenders and i thought that was a really good example of like just what the defense that that like you want your defensive possessions to look that easy you know, you don't want you don't want your defensive possession. Like it's one thing to like have your defenders like chasing the ball and, and closing out and making them pass the ball and closing out, but that's still like you know a lot of effort. You know, you you would rather have defensive possessions end in this way where it's not much 
uh, effort. It's guys just doing what they need to do. Grab the rebound. We're going the other way. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's often the defensive possessions where there's very little movement and you don't get guys in rotation. That's the when you that's your most effective defense. And so here, as you see, just that perfectly timed stunt by Caruso blows up the plate, removes the advantage that I mean, Mello right here. I mean, he he's catching the ball in rhythm on his way to the basket, so he can either finish trying to finish over Vooch, or it, you know he's kind of got him beat because of how Vooch how high Vooch is up uh, in the coverage. But Caruso just taking that one step, as you mentioned, makes Mello pick up the ball because Mello sees him out of the corner of his coming, corner of his eye coming. He says, "Oh, strong side." He's going to make that strong side pass. But Caruso is so quick that he's already there. He blows up that blows up the play where he can't get to the rim anymore. Can't make that pass to strong side. He's got to kick it back out to Isaiah Thomas, who then takes, uh, you know, contested three. So, yeah. and that that took one stunt by Caruso to blow that whole thing up. And that's why having a couple guys on your team like Lonson Caruso and even guys like Javante and DJ have that processing speed on the defensive end to just be in the right position makes the defense so much easier for everyone else. And I can't remember who we were talking to. Um, it may have been either Kevin Farragan or Will Gottlieb. And you can correct me if, if it's one or the other, but they were looking into uh, the Bulls pace and not just the pace that's listed on like the NBA website and advanced stats, but basically how much time the Bulls spend on each offensive possession and each defensive possession. And they found that they were one of the best in the league at, uh, they have very short offensive stints, right? Their offense takes very little time to get into, to get a good shot. And on defense, they're spending a long time on a defensive possession, which means it's making it very difficult for the opposing players to score on them. Yeah. And so in that sense, they have a very, very good pace on both ends. They're they're making it really hard for, for offenses to score on them because of how many plays they're blowing up on a 24-second uh, you know, shot clock. And on the offensive end, they're getting into easy offense. They're taking very few seconds to get into their offense. So I don't know if you had any comments on that, but th those kind of fundamentals help make make those numbers work, make make that uh, those offensive and defensive possessions more effective. Yeah, no, I I I think those numbers um, match the eye test too, as well. Like I, I I feel like that's the way Billy wants to play um, offensively. Yeah. Wants to play fast, um, get up and down, um, get quick shots, get quick in um, in open looks, um, efficient looks, getting the ball to Vooch where he wants the ball, um, getting the ball to DeMar where he wants the ball, Zach where he wants the ball, um, and getting getting some shots up. And defensively, I mean, that that's what they, they want to do. You know, they want to fly around athletically, um, you know, and just play tough and make it tough on the guys on the, uh, on the opposing team's offense, grab a rebound and go. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, th I think – I think that matches the eye test. Okay. Hey, shout out Salim. How you doing, man? Yo, yo, yo. Nice to see you. Um, so this next one. <laughs> <laughs> this next title. one was a was a fun one, man. Like, um, yeah, this, this is good. This is good stuff from Vooch, man. Um, so the Lakers. Uh, I believe it was Isaiah Thomas again. They get a, a screen, a, a step-up ball screen for uh, 
from De- DeAndre Jordan. Um, once again, uh, this time they're pushing it. They're icing it. Um, and what happens is uh, Vooch is one-on-one with Isaiah Thomas. This is what I like about this, though. Right? You got DeAndre Jordan, you know, running down Hedestine. We all know, you know, if he gets a lob, it's probably going down. Um, but, like, just if you – this – okay, this is, might be just the coach in me, okay? But, like, this is what I love about Vooch. This is what people don't uh, don't pay attention to. But, look, look at the wingspan out, right? His hand's not at his side. His feet are moving. But just being having his hands out wide and what's going to happen is – that pass is a lot tougher because his hand is in the passing lane and it's, it's just all over the place, right? You, that little, that just having your hands wide in drop, you're low, you're ready to, to drop your hips and go the other way if you have to, but just having that hand in the, you know, in the passing lane, like that stuff is, is great. I mean, that leads to a, a fast break, you know, Caruso who was playing super tough tonight, you know, getting some man ones and just playing with a lot of swagger tonight. And and then you get rewarded with a, a beautiful Vooch putback, baby. I mean, like that, that's that's a beautiful putback from there from Vooch. You uh, don't yeah, you don't see that too often from him. So no, it was nice. He ran the floor. You could see he was running the floor in transition as that trailer. And uh he was right in position. Yeah, two hands, Boom. LeBron in a poster. Yep. You know what uh you don't say <laughs> you know what it is. Uh-huh. Hey, King Pookie Nation says, uh, "Hey, Chris, I went to that Knicks game at the UC, or that one was fun. I went to the I went to the one after that uh, versus the Jazz when they got the win." Elsa says he met Aldo. Oh, yeah, uh, nice. The man, the man behind the curtain, Mr. Aldo <laughs> Gandia. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that was a really fun putback. I loved it. Um, but Vooch, I mean, Isaiah Thomas is, is quick. Yeah. <laughs> And you saw, as you as you mentioned, you saw um, uh, DeAndre Jordan rolling for that lob, which he almost got, but because of the hand, the position of Vooch's hands and his activity, made that pass a little bit tougher. Kind of put it at his feet instead of in rhythm, and led to the turnover and the putback dunk. So yeah, it's probably a bad decision by Isaiah Thomas. I mean, all you gotta do is throw the ball at the rim, but for some reason he threw a bounce pass to a big roll to the basket. <laughs> but um, it, 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 but all in all, still a good job by Vooch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, King Pookie says he's at the Jazz game too. Hey, how did I not see you, man? I was there. Me and Salim were there. Salim, shout out Salim. What a guy. I am hoping to come back for the Cavs game. Mm-hmm. in february we'll see with, with my wife i'm hoping we'll see that'll be we'll great see. man hopefully like everybody will be healthy and we'll be able to oh see gosh evan mobley yeah. and everybody versus us like that'd be fun that'd be a fun that'd game be, that'd be did you man i'm sorry i'm sorry if i didn't if i didn't get to get to catch you man i was trying to i was trying to answer people's texts and stuff um but hey, maybe we'll have another another opportunity here uh, this year for me to come back out. I know w- when Laro's going to be more available, and I don't spring it on him like I did last time. So, <laughs> hey man, it's all good. We made it work. So. Yeah, hey, yeah. Get Kaleem, get Ed out here too. Um, Kaleem says he's trying to get Ed to come out. Ed uh, that, that Shula. Time. Hey, he needs to come out here, man. That's Kaleem, right. Come on out here. Um, 
but uh the this last clip was it's a minute long but uh it it's it's just a bunch of good activity a lot of fun stuff going on in this clip i thought and um it starts out with this out of bounds play that i don't know if anybody pays attention to uh steph talked about it in his article and he's pointed it out on his timeline before um it this out of bounds play they run it almost all the time uh where it's four flat and you get you know you get that pass over the top here and you kobe's gonna step in set that screen for caruso coming across they're going to turn the ball here because first of all if they can hit caruso either on a front cut or a rear cut lonzo will hit him um mm-hmm. but it's not it's not open he kind of pokes Wayne Ellington pokes it away you get a zipper screen uh from kobe coming up here you know step up uh for lonzo vooch bro I, that that's something i love how lonzo like yeah like zach zach obviously he makes the right you know he hits the vooch a lot on those rolls but just the way lonzo does it like it's just so smooth like it's just boop like it's just like yeah like i love the way he does it it's just so smooth man it's um, just effortless effortless passing yeah just, it's instinctual he's just so he just knows where to put the ball and how to make that pass in stride stuff. he doesn't have to reach back he's in stride right to his hands but this is what you miss when you don't have Vooch. This this is what you miss when Vooch is not on the floor or he's he's excuse me out because of COVID. Excuse me, <laughs> um, out because of COVID. Um, catches in the stride, sees Bron, swings it, swings it. Get I mean this this is good stuff. Uh, it, Caruso didn't get a foul there, which is asinine. ridiculous. <laughs> um, and. But th- this is what he does, right? He he does a good job of. I mean, look at these eyes. When when Tony Bradley's there, DJJ is there. You don't get this type of attention, uh, uh, and and that that's what you get from Vooch. Um, and Vooch does a good job. You know, people. I, I think I saw somebody message in a group or on the timeline something. Um, why didn't he take that shot? You know, like. But I mean, look here, guys. I mean. Look what he's gonna do. He hits Javante. Javante makes the right pass. He gets a closeout. Caruso makes the right play. Right? He makes the right play. Should have been a foul. There should have been two free throws there. Uh, and um, that's that's the type of stuff you miss when Vooch is not in the in the game, really. Right? When you get that ball in the middle of the floor, if it's there, obviously he's gonna shoot it. But he's not afraid to continue to make the right play. He's he's gonna make yeah. the right pass. Yeah, Vooch is that guy, man. I mean, he's he's that. Uh, high post passer he's he's a really good he's an underrated passer uh, mm-hmm. and his passing opens up so much stuff for us yeah uh, as you just illustrated there but i mean you saw it on the west coast trip even though we ended up uh, going three and two it did it did not work as well with dj as uh in vooch's spot and and or or tony bradley and they did admirable i mean yeah they, it's not their skill set they they made the most out of it i thought um but having Vooch just gives you another option, another great passer uh, who's also a scoring threat inside. And mm-hmm. we don't have anyone else like that on that team, on yeah. this team. And, you know, that's the thing too, man. Like he just makes your offense better um, because you get – you. so for instance, like LeBron. Let's say, for instance, you know, Shondi Brown was still covering uh, Caruso pretty tightly here. Like just by making that extra pass – he creates a closeout if, if Javante wants to be aggressive, right? But still, like, 
And that 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 types of that type of stuff makes your offense better. When you don't have a Zach Levine, when you're trying to buy time for DeMar to get rest, like he's the guy that can get you a shot, but he also gets that attention, enough attention to where he can you know spray the ball out and create opportunities for his teammates that may not be able to get their own, they don't have their own self-creation juice. But if you're able to get them the ball when they have a, a, a closeout coming or an open jump shot, like that's good offense. So it's like you, those that's the stuff you love, man. Yeah, oh, for sure. I also got to shout out Caruso on the offensive end tonight. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he had 17, 9 and 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shot 6 for 11 from the field, which he, I, you know, he's. He's had up, kind of ups and downs as a shooter. Yeah. But overall, he's been really solid. Uh, but we needed that extra scoring from him tonight. I mean, obviously, DeMar just put the team on his back with 38 points. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting because uh, LeBron James had 31, 14, and 6 on 11 of 21. And uh, Russ had 20, 29 and 8 on 9 of 19. And, um, you know, they, Carmelo shot made five, five of 12 threes for 21 points. I mean, they, they had a good shooting night. They shot 51% from the field, 35% for three, which is pretty good. Bulls shot 43% from the field, 33% from three, and still managed to win. Uh, now, the free throw disparity, Bulls shot 31. 17 of those were DeMar. <laughs> <laughs> and the know. Lakers shot 22. And uh, 11 of those were, were LeBron. James as usual, but it was just a, that was a game. I think we probably should have lost mm-hmm. uh, on most nights. We also got out rebounded, not too bad, 46 to 43. Um, but we had only 20 assists to 25 for the Lakers. We only had, um, yeah, we had less possessions or more possessions, but worse shots. I really think what sealed it for this game was the offensive rebounds in that, in that uh, down the, down the stretch there. Yeah. We had a couple of really key offensive rebounds that kept the game yep. alive for us. No doubt. Yeah. So um, I got to go back and rewatch it, but that, I was yeah. kind of following along. Uh, King Puki, I did get a shirt. It was a Tony Kukoc <laughs> Hall of Fame shirt, which uh, which I loved. Uh, I have a private Instagram. I don't really, I don't really do anything basketball related for it, so I don't think it would help. <laughs> but, uh yeah, Salim says Demar outplayed LeBron and hit the dagger in his mug. I he did, LeBron. and then he walked. To, they they caught him at, when he was in the huddle, and he said, "I am him." So he I was definitely him. feeling himself tonight. He was, and he should be, and he, he should be. Yeah, more power to Demar. Demar Derozan. Someone someone put on Twitter tonight. Maybe it was Mark K. Is Demar Derozan the best mm. free agent acquisition in Bulls history? Mm. I think there's. I have to I have to look at the list, but I think there's just just on instinct, I would say he's probably in the running, if not if yeah, not uh, the, the best. The running. You got Powell, you got Boozer. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go back to the '90s. Who do they do they pick up anyone in free agency in the '90s, or was it just trade? Rodman would would Rodman be? Was Rodman a trade? I can't remember if he came over by trade. What was or... he? He said free agent. Yeah, free agent. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now, technically, Demar was a trade, but he was a free agent. It just had to do a sign and trade. But yeah, um, no, I, I think, think I think Demar, Demar might is, be the best. Yeah, Demar is. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, dude is like probably if he continues to play the way he's been playing, All NBA, probably you know 
all star. He better be an all star this year. Yeah. Hey, and we're only paying him 27 million. What a steal. <laughs> Definitely not playing the contract. Um, yeah. but no, like, okay, so with the rest of this clip, right? So the rest is this is my last clip. But sorry um, about that. No, long no, tangent no. for me. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Content, baby. Um, but this is this is the type of stuff that you love like Javante Green offensively is just, you know, uh, it's tough. It's tough with him on the offensive end. But when he gives you this type of type of effort, um, you know, where, where it should have been a foul for Caruso, but no call. Um, he hustles his tail back and he just sends this lob. Oh, I love that. Yes. Like that, that that is what you love about Javante. I mean, that that's just effort. That's the stuff that you need to help, you know type of effort that helps you win ball games um you know because you know nba usually guys are like oh whatever it's a lob to lebron we'll get you know no he's like look we're gonna we're gonna play till the till the whistle blows right so um let's go here okay who's 38 because it looks like exactly like lance Shondi, stevenson shondy brown i believe his name is. <laughs> it looks like every time i see him i, I think it's lance stevenson for like just oh a half me season. too me too me too um, but uh, so this play I love because my boy Vooch, you know, so <laughs> they throw the ball onto LeBron, and I believe is that Isaiah Thomas uh kind of cuts off of him here. Lonzo shows yeah. a little bit, shows a little bit, then he gets off. And then who says my boy ain't no rim protector, huh? <laughs> rim, hey, Vooch is a rim protector, man. Come on now. Okay, he comes over, he helps stuff LeBron of DJ, he, and, and just absolutely blocks stuffs LeBron at the rim and leads to a fast break. And, and LeBron immediately starts whining that he got fouled. Yep. Every time. Oh man, hey, did you remember yeah, that play? Oh. oh yeah, play the end of that. Play the end of that real quick. Like, my goodness, I gotta see the block again. I just I just have to. I have to see the block one more time. Uh, just good stuff. Gets over there, boom, meets him at the rim. Caruso grabs it, pushes it to Lonzo. Lonzo back to Caruso. He throws it up, boom, and then the ball bounces off the rim, and uh, Javante almost, almost literally just the pulverizes. Like, yeah, Madhouse would have been a crazy house. Um, All right, I, I yeah. got to remind you of this. Do you <laughs> remember when LeBron, LeBron, LeBron made a pass that went off the foot of Rondo, and then I think Melo tried to get it on the way out. Oh, yes. And it was called our ball. Yep. And then LeBron goes up and gets right in the face of that ref. And the ref like immediately changes the call to say it was off the bulls. And like, no bull touched it. Like it, it like Lonzo kind of like reached for it, mm -hmm. but it clearly went off the foot of that, of that Lakers Russell. player. I just, it was Russell. Yep. It was a wrestle. Yep. It was Russell. They, they called it a kick. You have to look intentional. It's called an intentional kick. Like you have to like literally yeah. be trying to kick the ball, not, and and no Bulls player's foot was within ten feet of that play. No, like Lonzo was reaching with his hand, but he was he was his feet were nowhere near that. Anyways, that was just the, the power of LeBron is ridiculous sometimes. Um, yeah, it's. I hope you're right. I hope he's slowed down because uh, he's had a nice career. Like and. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about it. I'm not going to say anything else. So, so for me, like, I love the career. he slowed down a bit, um, but like he still has the ability 
to have like a three like like Mort was saying. Um, he has he has an ability to go on a little stretch where he just dominates, and then uh, he, like he can't consistently like hold it like he used to, where he could just maybe go a whole quarter or a whole half. Some games, a whole game, he would dominate. But like, yeah, now it's like small stints where you're like, oh, that's that. There he is. That's the the King yeah. James. You know. Um, yeah. So, but no, man. Um, like how I guess how do you feel? Tomorrow, going against the Rockets, right? We got the Rockets tomorrow. We do have the Rockets tomorrow. So, last time we played them, I thought we were going to blow them out, and we lost to them, and that led to like a Rockets like eight game winning streak or something <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Some, we we gave them some sort of confidence to just go and destroy the rest of the league. Um, I know they've been hit with some COVID stuff, but I don't recall who's out. Let me see if they've got it here on the game preview. Um, injury report Jalen Green's out, Armani Brooks's day to day, Kevin Porter Jr.'s out, and then on our side, we got Zach Alize, Io, Matt Thomas, Derek Jones Jr. Uh, I think we might have more. Isn't TBJ on that too? Um, yeah, I think so. Let me check. It's sorry, it's uh, it's loading. Yeah, Troy Brown Jr. and Patrick Williams, obviously. Yep, so they're still out with protocols. And uh man, the Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> it's like half their they got Claxton, Griffin, Dayron Sharp, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Bruce Brown, James Harden, James Johnson, Javon Carter, DeAndre Bembry, Lamarcus Aldridge, Paul Millsap, and Joe Harris are all out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen players. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, like COVID is wild in this season. Yep. Um, around. But ESPN gives us a 60% chance to win that game in a matchup predictor. I don't know. It's coming off back-to-back. It is at home, so they don't have to travel, which is nice. Um, but the so far, the Rockets have been playing better without Jalen Green in the yeah. lineup. Uh, um, you got Shangoon action out there. Mm-hmm. You got Jay Sean Great, as uh, Steve Jones <laughs> likes to say. And I mean, some good players. The Rockets are, are fun. Daniel Tice, I think, is out of the rotation. Is he yeah. out of the rotation? Yeah, they 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 had him starting, and now they took him out the starting lineup, and they've been Christian playing. Killing it though. Yeah, he's playing well. They uh they actually beat the Hawks as well. Um, so oh, and they're playing um they're playing um Gordon Eric Gordon yep. again. Yeah, he's oh, killing yeah. it too. Oh yeah, he's been playing real good ball. So that's going to be a tough matchup. I think we should have enough to beat them, even with Zach out. Um, yeah. I agree with I agree with Salim. The Rockets Rockets should have taken Mobley. They're they're stupid, but I don't know. It, I mean, it took Shingun, so why not take Mobley? I don't. I don't. Uh, I know. I know. But it's early. Like I'm not gonna. I, I probably shouldn't say anything like that. But Mobley, right now, looks like a generational defensive talent. <laughs> so. <laughs> We'll see what happens. So let's see here. Uh, they just beat the Pistons. So Christian Woods coming off a twenty-one and eight game. Uh, Eric Gordon eighteen and five. He went mm-hmm. three for four from three. Garrison Matthews has been playing well since they gave him. You know, since he got yes. called up, he was one. Of, he was a guy I thought we should have picked up. Um, in the Matt Thomas role. Oh uh, yeah! Oh my! Oh, you serious? Yes, that would have been he's, nice in that in that role. He's oh, on yeah. a 
the man isn't even signed to a real contract. I think they're trying to trade somebody so that they can bring him on as like a full a full time deal, if I remember right. I think that was a reporting. Man, David Nawaba. I love seventeen David minutes. Nwaba. Seventeen minutes of play at thirteen, seven rebounds, one steal, one assist, one block. He went one I for love three, Nwaba. one for three from uh, three point land too. So it's like. They, they're going to have a rough and tough team coming in here. And one thing that they have that uh, they have some bodies they can throw at, uh, at Vooch. You know, they, if they want to, they could throw a Garub at them. They could throw, you know, Shingun. They can throw, you know, Christian Wood. They could just throw different bodies at, at Vooch. Um, so it's, it's it should be fun. They're not going to be, you know, uh, I mean, I would love for them to be a pushover and lay down, but they're not. They're going to come in and, the swagger is a little bit high. They got 10 wins in the season. They, they, they're ready to hoop, you know, so we got to come ready. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is not going to be an easy game. Um, even hey, even uh, Josh Christopher, he had he had 10 and 7. Yeah. Uh, 7 7 assists in the last game. So I know he's 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 coming along as well as a prospect. So yeah. It's going to be going to be a fun game. I know some people have mentioned kind of Christian Wood as a as a trade target for the Bulls. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not I'm not really on board with that just because I just don't, I don't see, I don't want to do the two center thing, mm-hmm. but with Vooch, but yeah, no. Garrison Matthews, man, that would have been, that would have been the guy. That yeah. Been the guy. There, you know, there's uh Garrison Matthews has been playing pretty well, man. Like he's, shoot the thing. He could, he's just, he's just, he's just taking advantage of his opportunity, man. Um, it's, I just would like this team to stay afloat until Zach gets back. You know, try to try your best to win the games you need to win. Tonight is probably a game they probably should have lost, um, but they won it. So let's just win the games you're supposed to win um, and uh, see where you see what happens when Zach gets back. Yeah, so we got Rockets tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We got Raptors on Wednesday, also at home. It's gonna be tough. And then we don't have a game until the day after Christmas. We play the Pacers also at home. Now here, then the next two games are against the Hawks. We got the uh, first one on Monday, which is the second night of a back-to-back in Atlanta. So we go from Pacers at home on Sunday to um, Monday against the Hawks on the road. But Trey Young, I think, just entered protocols yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and he, if he, I think he entered today, if I remember right, today's the yeah. 19th. We play them on the 27th and the 29th. So 29th would be 10 days or maybe nine days, depending on how they calculate it. So he might be gone for both of those games. He might be out. Here's the deal. Like, obviously people are like, yay, like Trey's out. And no, no doubt. I get it. You don't, you want those two dubs, but I just want to beat them full strength so bad. Like I, I you know me since the beginning I know. of the season. <laughs> you've been, since the beginning you've been of the season, to, to, to stick I, it to your guys. I want all smoke of 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 the of the Hawks. Like I just, yeah. I, I, I think, here's the I deal. Think Zach, I think Zach's going to be back though for he, one. They one said, to top both those what did say? Billy, Billy said what uh, after Not Christmas? Not until after Christmas, but yeah. So we've got games on the 26th, the 27th, and the 29th versus the Pacers and Hawks, and then we face the pace, face the Pacers again on the 31st in in uh, Indiana. So hey, man. that's hey, none man. of those games are going to be easy. No, I mean, no. Pacers whooped us last time. <laughs> so 
Yeah, man. I mean, the bull, take, you know, just battle. And like I said, let's, let's see where you're at when Zach gets back. And once Zach gets back, let, let's, let, you know, let's try to get on a, you know, let's try to get on a run here, get in front of these nets if we can. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm just ready to see this team get back full strength and push, make that push, you know, uh, because I think, like you said, I, um, before the season, I don't think we had them being a top two seed. So, you know, the yeah, fact that <laughs> um, the fact that, uh, that they are this close to being a one seed, um, like make the push, try to make the push and see if you can get get a top two seed top, you know, be one, number one um, home court advantage. If you can, like try to do it, try to get it done. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's glad I'm, I'm just I'm happy to have the Bulls back. It's been kind of weird not having any games. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've been otherwise occupied, but it's it's nice to have the Bulls back. And it's nice to be back doing some film breakdown. I, just, I missed it a lot. So <laughs> uh, next Saturday we'll we'll do some more. We'll have some more games to break down mm-hmm. and um, start bringing on some more guests again. And I don't know. I've been kind of in a funk the last two weeks without the Bulls. I, I feel like the Bulls have had COVID and have been out. And I haven't had COVID, but I feel like I've been kind of like taking a little hiatus as well on Twitter and and stuff. Um, but it's gonna be back. Gonna be back. Anything yeah, else you want to cover tonight? Um, I, I'll, I, I kind of felt like I just want to bring up the fact of uh, of Billy. Um, I really feel like Billy has done a damn good job. Um. I, I, I like what, what the Alfonso McKinney, like Alfonso McKinney, um, the way he used him, way he's been using him. I really thought um, he used him the right way. Like Alfonso had some uh, fouls tonight, no doubt, but like the dude worked his tail off tonight, fighting over screens, um, trying to stay in front, making the right plays if he uh, on, on offense. Like the dude. You can just tell, like when you watch, when you look at him, you know, like on a dead ball or something. Like the dude is hungry; he's trying to make a team, you know, and he's doing, he's doing whatever, yeah. it, it, whatever is asked of him. But tonight, I thought he did a really good job of just really competing all night. Um, besides that, though, I thought I think Billy's just doing a really good job, man, uh, of keeping this team afloat. Um, Playing, you know, he's just been doing a really good job. So I just wanted to really applaud Billy, man. Um, I agree. He's like, what more can I say, man? He's been doing a really good job. Yeah, no, he's he's been um, as good or better than I'd hoped this season. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I have no complaints. I mean, I think his rotations have been solid. I think he's putting guys in position to maximize their skill sets. I think, you know, we had some kind of early criticisms of the simplicity of his playbooks yeah. a little bit. Um, but I think he's done better with that. And obviously, you know, the proof is in the pudding. The Bulls are winning. Yeah. And the, the Bulls are probably like 15, 15 spots better on defense than most people would have pegged them. <laughs> yeah. And I think Billy has a lot to do with that. I mean, he's never had a defense that was worse than 12th. Yeah. And, you know, people thought the Bulls' defense was going to be like 20 something. And they're they've been elite so far this season when they're when they're all healthy. So I got I got no complaints on that. Yeah. They've, they've done a great job. And using Vooch in the way that they are, the way yeah. that Billy has done, is not something I really thought he would do. I didn't think he'd have him so high up 
uh, on the level at the level of the screen, but it's it's um, it's paying dividends so far. So I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, I agree with you. Uh, nothing but love for for Billy Donovan so far this year and the, and the coaching job he's done tonight. Um, like I know, like you said, I know you haven't watched the full game yet, but tonight I thought in the fourth quarter, like. <laughs> I don't know if you saw in the chat, but I was like, is Vooch hurt? Uh, because like, I didn't see him out there for a while. You know, I'm like, and I didn't see him on the bench. Like, Oh yeah, I saw that. Is, yeah. Is, is he hurt? Like, I, why is he not in the game? You know, but I thought like in retrospect now, like that was a really good job by him. Like the fact that he was able to buy that much time for Vooch to rest in the fourth quarter. Um, so he can, you know, I, I think it maybe his thinking was like, we're going to need Vooch the whole rest of the way. So, like, I'm going to buy as much time as I can for him to rest. So, when he does get in there, you know, it's full go. Um, and I thought he really, he, that was a great decision by him. Um, the team was, you know, battling back and forth, but he was truly able to get him some real good rest. And um, I thought that was really good, uh, good, good tactic by him tonight. Um, so, shout out, Billy, man. By the way, King Pookie, I'm not sure if this is a just beautiful typo or you meant it to say when was the last time we swept the Lackers, the Lakers? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, we 2-0 this year. We beat them. Uh, the first one was really convincing. Obviously, they didn't have LeBron for that game, but they just destroyed them at home. <laughs> yeah. And then tonight, they had LeBron, but no Anthony Davis. And obviously, you know, got COVID, people out with COVID on both sides. Yeah. And uh, hard fought game, but they they did it. And as as Laro said, um, you know, Fizdale came with a really nice defensive plan against the Bulls, and it it worked pretty well. And I think I heard the Lakers announcers um, talking about um, Lakers playing a little bit of zone mm -hmm. in the fourth, and and Demar just basically saying, "No thanks, I'll just take this shot." <laughs> you can <laughs> take see. This with you. Is it good? I'm glad you brought that up because. You can see, so like when Rondo was in there, Rondo is so loud when he's on the court, and I love that. But anyway, um, but you could hear like so they actually were in like a two-two-one full court press, mm -hmm. right? Two-two-one, and then they would they fell back to zone, and then you'll hear Rondo, man, 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 go man to man, man to man, and they go man to man, and it was just like they were switching it up so much they were trying to show different different looks to Demar, and Demar was just like. Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my there, shots. <laughs> there's no there's no defense to Demar. He just is like, hey, this 16 footer looks nice. Let me just take this real quick. And you either he either takes a shot over you and makes it, or he makes you think he's gonna take the shot and you end up landing on top of him and he gets his two free throws. Dude, wait till you see this fourth quarter, man. Like I'm about to watch some it right of now. these shots. Wow. He I'm I'm about to watch it. The so. audacity. Like the audacity <laughs> in some of these shots, man. I was like, whoa. But uh I, I don't I don't blame um Damar when <laughs> supposedly he like FaceTimed Zach was like, Man, get here, get back. Get back in the game. <laughs> he said, Yeah, Zach makes this makes everything so much easier for him. Which I mean, hey, you got a guy like Zach mm -hmm. as your second option when you got Damar on fire like that. Yeah, it's it's tough to it's tough to beat the Bulls. When when they get their their guys back in full strength and if, and if Vooch is out of the slump, they're gonna be they're gonna be a force, man. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm excited to see it. So yeah. All right, man. I think I think that's it for for the evening. I'm gonna go rewatch some of this uh, some of this game. Mm -hmm. And I know you've got. I don't know what you're doing. You're, you're always watching more film on something. <laughs> you haven't you haven't started you haven't started watching my show, did you? 
Oh my goodness, Will Time. No, I actually got uh so I actually started watching Succession. Oh and, no. And uh right. I've been like stuck. <laughs> I've been stuck on Succession, man. Uh That's right. it started off slow, but uh it's picked up. But yeah. That's where I'm at right now. But I'm definitely going to watch that show. There's no doubt about that. I I'll keep harassing you until you do so you, you be sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just, me and my nerd self are just happy that, that, it, um, you know, it's, it's finally, finally being shown to the rest of the world and outside, you know, outside the bedrooms of a million nerds. But, um, this dude, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, hey, fantasy's big. You got Game of Thrones, you got Lord of the Rings, you got The Witcher, you got Lord, you got uh, Wheel of Time now. Um, you got another Lord of the Rings show coming. So, hey, fantasy's, fantasy's making, making a nice little niche in, um, in our in our TVs now, so it's pretty cool to see. It's it's fun, always fun to see, you know, that kind of stuff uh, make it to the make it to the green. So, anyways, well, uh, we'll let you guys go. Let's see. I saw one more comment. Oh yeah, Larry needs to watch Daredevil. Salim. Oh, I was I was I was watching Hawkeye too. I was talking to Salim about it because I I was kind of disappointed in the first four episodes, mm-hmm. and then the fifth one came out. I thought the fifth one was pretty good. It, it picked up a bit, so the fifth one was much better and. We'll see what happens, but you know, we got lots of good stuff going on. So, yeah, man. Hey, enjoy your Christmas. I know. Let's see our next. Yeah, see our next show is supposed to be on Christmas. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it now. So maybe we'll try and do it. Um, maybe maybe uh, Sunday evening or Monday Monday evening. But we'll let you guys know. We'll send out something later this yep. week. Uh, but you guys, if you celebrate Christmas, enjoy your Christmas. Lero, my man, enjoy your holiday. Man, and, uh, enjoy you. these Bulls games. We'll, we'll talk again soon. So for Bulls 101, uh, we are out. See you guys later. Peace. Let's go.